We're live. Hey, what's up? Hi, Christopher. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, Abby. How are you doing? I'm doing good. It's Wednesday. It's Come Wednesday. On. Yes. Listen, we I had to go take a nap so I, I can bring this energy in here. Come on. Well, let's see. <laughs> Weeks always flying by. It's already Wednesday. Making it happen. Yes. Hello, fun. everyone. Welcome to another episode of Redline. We are excited to have you guys here. We're sorry we had a little bit of technical difficulties, but we're excited because we have some amazing, amazing, amazing topics to go over with you guys tonight. I'm Abby Joseph, your tax strategist. I'm Christopher Bush, your financial advisor. <laughs> and thank you for coming to Redline. Let's get started, Victor. That's Hunter. So for the whole month of June and the beginning of July, we've been talking about business. Have Have you been having fun with this topic, Chris? I have. I have. And I think tonight's going to be uh, pretty cool because we got a little guest that you brought on, right? Yes, we have a guest today for you guys. I know you guys have been having questions about private contract, government contract, funding. So I thought it only made sense to bring another cousin in, right? Come so on. let's open the door. Let's bring in our new cousin. Hello, Coach. We got Coach. What's, up? What's going on, family? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Good, good. We're doing good. How are you, sir? I'm really good. Today's been a phenomenal day, phenomenal week, to be honest with you. Some things I can't disclose. I can't wait till I can. But uh, no, everything's going really, really good. And it's an honor to be here. It's, it's funny. I've seen you guys, you know, from my TV and my phone for so long. Uh, so now to actually be a cousin, I'll have to see Louisiana, uh, Kuzan. So this is this is pretty cool. It's pretty that's cool. Now, now, Coach, where are you from? You said Opelousas, Louisiana, originally. Hey, you from Opelousas? Come on, that's that yeah. I, I know where Opelousas yes. is. <laughs> yes, um, indeed. Yeah, when I lived in um, Baton Rouge for five and a half years, you know, I used so to y'all might trouble. be cousins. Uh, no, we're not cousins. <laughs> no, but I, I when I, I had a lot of business out that way and uh, going towards Lafayette, Opelousas, um, sit down with clients and everything. So. I definitely know the area, my friend. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Great food, great people. Oh, absolutely. I went to LSU in 93, so USL 96. So I know, the, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Good that's that's yeah. home, man. Yeah, that yeah, is me. Only, so if you know the area, you know me. That's it. The only thing I'm upset with tonight is that you couldn't bring no no gumbo with us, right? Or no, yeah, no pasta jambalaya. You know what I'm saying? We got to we gotta have some. A Creole. Yeah, I went to, um, this is so off topic for tonight. Yeah. But uh, I was in New Orleans. Um, actually, I was in Laplace this past weekend, and you know, I had a right family family little cookout. Man, okay. and I, I'm talking about when they cooked the food. I, said, I was so surprised. They had they had gumbo out there. They had jambalaya. They had pigtails, and I'm talking about neck bones and uh, turkey necks. And look at Abby. <laughs> they had some of everything, and like they were probably no, we're not supposed to eat all that, Chris. But oh my, it was it was amazing. It was crazy. But it was good to be That's home, right? Yeah. Really good. good. That's good. Well, Sorry, welcome. Coach. I just got excited about food. You know, if, it, if it's food, time, Cajun food, I love it. Yes. Listen, man. Listen, I, my wife's a chef. She's from Lafayette, Karen Crow, actually. 
Uh, so she cooks, man, listen, listen, gumbo. One day I walked in the house and my grandmother used to make this smothered pork chop thing on the, on the black skillet. So when you walk in the door, there's a certain aroma to it, man. I walked in the house one day and I was like, wait, 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 hold up, hold up. I walked outside. Okay. I, something didn't just happen. What happened? And I walked back in. I was like, babe, what are you cooking? Oh, whatever. Like, nah, nah, listen, listen. Sound like your grandma was in there. <laughs> Yeah, it came back so yeah that's a little story but that yeah, is yeah, awesome show. yeah so, so when i meet y'all in person she's coming uh -huh. we cook it yeah that's good oh, well you gotta be careful what you say now because she, she's gonna be cooking she don't mind okay. that's all she likes it that's her thing <laughs> if she ain't cooking something wrong so, oh that's good that's our guest so tell us a little yeah. bit about yourself and why government contract okay so coach john austin i got the name coach that's a whole story by itself a uh, former client of mine, uh, NFL player. I couldn't play college ball. I got a hernia. Long story short, just kept coaching, kept teaching. Loved the fundamentals of the sport. And 7-on-7 seven seven was a big thing. Katy, Texas, you know, Texas. Um, Louisiana, Texas in the south of sports everywhere. So I'm also a consultant for him in his business. But he mm -hmm. sees how I'm coaching football. He said, you know what? You coach football the same way you do business. I can't stand you, but the results, I can't look. So let's just call you coach 24-7. This is like 2011. Right. So the culture name just stuck. But why government contracting? You know, what's funny. I didn't know it was called government contracting until I got in on IG pre-COVID. Really? We didn't call it that. That's not you, I mean, you hear GovCon, you see these marketing kind of things. But in the space, mm -hmm. it's procurement, the government, the city, whomever, they're your customer. So we don't say I'm going to get a government contract. You say the city has a procurement or a solicitation or an opportunity and okay. you work with those relationships and you get into that that scenario so i was a cancer research coordinator at baylor this was 2005 2006 i got laid off right mm -hmm. i'm flipping houses part-time and my dad's family has been in real estate since i can remember so my summer job was either on a farm in lotel or on a real estate site somewhere in opelousas lafayette Doucan, somewhere in there so got laid off the only thing i know is real estate so i turned a small flipping portfolio into a business now this is around 08 before the crash uh, there's a massive infrastructure going on in Dallas, Texas, and they need a minority developer. Well, I spoke at a Chamber of Commerce meeting about six months prior, and one of the guys said, hey, can you come down here? We need a developer on the minority side. Can you work it? I'm like, yes, indeed I can. So how soon can you get down here? This is a Friday afternoon. I drove up that weekend, worked with the mayor, Hutchins, Wilmer, Lancaster, all those cities there. And I start learning how this whole thing worked in real time, right? Wow. So got a small $50 million contract. We ended up scaling that to $1.2 over the course of a couple of years. Exited that a couple of years later. And that was my indoctrination into the government. Um, I was on the board of directors for a company called NASCO, North American Super Corridor Coalition. And it's a nonprofit group, but they do so much throughout the U.S., Manitoba, Canada, just everywhere. I uh, spoke at a global summit in Quebec City, Canada. So it just took me so many places. Uh, we brought green technology in from South Africa, um, opened up an office in Madrid. There's so many things were going on at that time. So again, I never heard it called government contracting. Uh, once we exited that particular scenario, I got into a space where a lot of my colleagues were like, hey, can you consult with us? Because you're small, but we don't know how you're doing what you're doing. I'm like, doing what? I just call it work but they're seeing something I'm not seeing. And the consulting is paying better than the real estate's paying. So like, you know what, I'm gonna go ahead and say that this consulting thing. And then Colts came from that and Austin Business Coaching, Austin Business Strategies came from that. 
So that's how the whole career has really spanned from a high level down. And it's, it'll be 18 years this October that I've been oh, in. Oh, wow. That's age. great. Awesome. Yeah. 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 Ups and downs, a lot of downs. But yeah, it's, it's, it's been pretty interesting. So I love the space because it's recession proof, recession resistant. There is really no recession there because it's real. It's more cyclical. Like mm-hmm. we're in Q4 right now. Right. So this is the last quarter. So this is when the money gets spent. This is when you really make your dollar in that last quarter of the contracting fiscal year. So we, we can get into that later on, but if people really got that part of it, oh man, right now is we're making money. And then in October, eh, you strategize. November, you get your meetings, your galas, your awards. December, eh, I'll see y'all in January. So it, it's a whole thing. Once we get it, man, it's, it's phenomenal. It really is. That is awesome. That is awesome. So for all of our cousins that are, that are, that are here tonight, that are wanting to learn um, government contracting, or um, I forgot what you call it. Procurement, um, right? You said procurement? Yeah, the pyramid. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. What, do, what do you have for them? How, let's just say I'm new, right? Um, mm-hmm. I'm interested, right? I know there's there's the service side and there's the um, product side. So how what what is it and how do I get started? So what I tell people and I tell my clients this when we have our first initial meeting, let's mm-hmm. take all of what you think yes. you know. Wait, go back, go back. One thing you said, clients. So, who is it typically when you say, okay, when I get my clients, who are typically your clients first? Yeah. Like, what type of um, profile do they have? Who comes to you? Like, who who is, who would be in need of somebody like yourself to say, okay, this is my client? Like, how how does, how does that look? Yeah, doesn't matter the Sorry. size of the business necessarily, but I, I like to work with a business because let's look at it like this: <clears throat> you have business to government, business to business, business to client, but it's always a business. It's difficult to turn a side hustle or a glorified mm-hmm. side hustle or just an LLC like you see sometimes on social media. Let's turn it into a business. So what it is that you do? Well, coach, I don't have a business yet. I still have a nine to five, but I'm doing this and I'm trying to build it on the side. You still have a business because you have intellectual property and you have some type of a quality that you can monetize, bring into the economy and service the government or private sector that needs what you offer. I can turn, I have CPAs who are clients, I have accountants who are clients because they need those accountant services on the government side as well. I have folks that do dump but t-shirts and boots and things of that nature, apparel. They can mm-hmm. be contractors. I got a barber who's who's into the government contracting space. Uh, so if you are a business, so you offer a business skill set that the government has a need for, you're a client of bank ready, right? And I want to take what you do and help you speak the government language so you can monetize with that customer. It's that simple, quite frankly. And I try to get them to think of it that way. So if you're, if you have clients outside, right? Mm -hmm. Business to client, you have clients. It means you're in commerce. You're exchanging your techniques, your talents, your skills for money. So let's look at the government side of it because you'd be surprised that they have the same needs that you have services to offer right there. And if you have that, then you can be a client of bank ready. Okay. So I have, I have, um, I have a value, I have a service, right? And if the government mm-hmm. is in need of it, it's pretty much the government is my client or am I the government client? The government is your customer. Mm-hmm. And that's how I want people to think about the government. It's so, not so- the government. They're your customer. <laughs> so give us an example of, of a business that could be go after government contracting that then would use your services to make that happen. Can you give us some like some examples or what do you feel what industries are, are definitely good to kind of um, to go after? Like, what, what do you what do you think? So 
I'm going to show you something really quickly, if I can pull something up, just for a reference, right? <clears throat> we often, have you heard of SAM.gov Sam. before? Yep. The system of award management. Okay. I want to go a touch deeper than just SAM.gov. Let's go here. And, really and some people yeah. may not know what SAM.gov is. If you just kind of explain that real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So before we share it out, SAM.gov is a system of award management. So in contracting, that's called awards. You get awarded a contract. Here's the opportunity. You're trying to fill the need. They will award you that. So in that system of award management, they manage all those awards based mm -hmm. on every government agency, every entity within the government is there. Every category that you can fit is there. So every and any little thing can be found in that system of award management. So if you're not registered there, they don't know who you are. So I don't know how, how great your real estate company is, your web design company, the IRS just did social media contracts, the FBI just did a social media contract. So you can be doing social media over here, shout out to all the social media folks, but they need you over there too, but you have to register your business and then that business and those codes associated with what you do, right? Mm -hmm. That pops up. So now you can start searching, attend meetings, attend seminars and sessions, and then you can go and apply for either bid or answer RFPs, which is requests for proposals, requests for qualifications. There's so many different ways of getting yourself out there in marketing so that the government agencies know who you are. So when you do see an opportunity that you want to get awarded, and you want to answer those solicitations, now we can get in business. And that's the federal side of it, which really federal and uh, federal side can cover state as well, because it's more of like a vetting process. So it's a good question that you asked. It's a vetting, it's a credentialing uh, to do business with that customer. Um, you want to be in that system because there's certain things you have to have. There's certain clearance codes they give you as you're going through that process. And once you have okay. those codes, you get the registration, now we can get going. Okay, cool. You were going to show us something, an example. Yeah, so yeah, so SAM.gov is one, but this is something that not a lot of us look into. Can y'all see the screen? Yes. yes, sir. So you got the United States General Service Administration. These guys run it all. So when it comes mm -hmm. to buying, even selling to the government, even real estate on a large level, design and construction, facilities management, historic preservations. So many things are covered in GSA. Well, like coach, you talked about Sam. What is this GSA thing? Well, GSA runs Sam. GSA does everything for and through Sam. So definitely take this link down. You guys just Google GSA.gov, General Service Administration. You can, we can do almost a week long class on everything that's here. But the reason why I bring it up is because I want us to be aware of how broad this thing is. The government buys and sells darn near everything. Now, the reason why I say that is because we got to be careful with understanding what that everything is. Okay. They, If they didn't buy and sell everything, they could buy and sell it for themselves and have a total monopoly on things. That's not how it works. So they need private sector to supply the majority of their goods and services. And that's where we come in. So when you see them as almost like a Walmart or Amazon of needs that need to be met, hey, let me fill in where I need to, click and click and go, right? So GSA is the overarching body that controls SAM.gov on the federal side. And then all the rules and regulations and policies come down from there. So they're the governing body, 
and the supply chain at the same time. Gotcha. So great question. Perfect. So we got that. So then now, uh, I guess a business or what, what would you say that, that that's, I guess, like a good business that would be able to get the government as a client? Um, what are some good examples or what do you feel like the most successful industries or niches would you say to kind of get that business and get your business uh, connected with the government and get, get some government contracts? Yeah, I'm answered in I'm answered in two phases, right? So there's so many agencies and so many different businesses that are in need. It's hard to answer from there to say what's what. Okay. Some people are like, well, I'm an accountant, but boy, I can go do some real estate because I see real estate as the number two or number yeah. three spin on the on on the category spin, right? You've got mm -hmm. real estate with the infrastructure bill, which is massive. Mm -hmm. They're not going to stop building anytime soon. Uh, look at Houston alone. There's billions and billions of dollars of construction going on left and right. So you got everything from landscaping, food trucks, accounting, drywall, plumbing. Et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I mean, there's so many things involved in construction, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the industries that come into the construction, uh, so many things, uh, logistics, so many things. Now you've got healthcare, which is another top spin. So any and everything dealing with healthcare, from my nurses to my doctors to the phlebotomists to the folks that supply the medical supply services, if you've got syringes, you've got gloves, whatever, they all need that. Uh, cybersecurity, cyber resilience, AI is here now. So Department of Defense is looking heavily into hiring on consultants in cybersecurity, cyber resilience folks to help them with containing said AI. Now. AI has been around for some time now. This isn't new, but it's here and you can't turn around. It's it's not, is it a fad or is it kind of going to be here tomorrow? No, it's been here. Go find out what Google bought 10, 12 years ago. They bought an AI company a long time ago. So to answer the question, I always go back to, this is a relationship business. Mm -hmm. The customers, it's a relationship because there's a procurement officer, there's a project manager, there's somebody on the other side of that table that's signing off on these awards. So what do you do well? So that's why I'd like to focus on small businesses. What are you doing now? Let's look at what agency can we pair you up with? Because all you need is to get one contract. So let me get you in one contract in the lane that you're working in now. So Abby, your tax strategy, you're a financial advisor. Let's find out what business you do now. If you're a barber, if you do landscaping, whatever it is that you do, let's focus there. Because now you're not having to work so hard trying to figure out another skill set to drop ship something that doesn't work. Gotcha. Okay. And I can't lean on the IG stuff because that's that's that. I'm talking <laughs> about the real world and how this thing really works. And for us in the when culture. You say, when you say the IG stuff, what do you like what do you mean by that? The gurus? Yeah. Um God, you go make me go there. Uh, oh, I, I, I don't, mean, I don't you, make you again. I'm just, I'm, I'm asking. No, 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 I'm no, no, no. I'm, I'm being funny, but, yeah. So I was just on LinkedIn, and mm -hmm. every Wednesday we do demystifying government contracts. But I'm on a panel with folks in the VA, folks that are procurement officers, folks that are in industry, in government right now. I always find it interesting that a guru is never attached to anyone in government. I've got Air Force captains that work for SpaceX that have also what we do, right? I've got procurement mm -hmm. officers that as far as East Coast, West Coast, I'm, I have contracts with the port. Um, you know, I just graduated the port's opportunity to use system. 
um, you know, you can go in there and actually find my name and my picture in the graduating class. You know, my capability statement is there. So it's one thing to post things that people think are cute. It's easy to win a contract. That's not the point. Can you scale into the contract and exit it with a, with a positive profit margin? Okay. So talk to us about that then. Yeah. <laughs> talk to me. So if you're in business now, which a lot of us are, right? Yeah. So how can you, who's your customer in business right now? Okay. So how about adding, adding a government agency as your customer? You're still doing the same business, but let me teach you how to take your business and get it structured properly. Fill out all the paperwork that you need. Check, you know, dot, dots, cross the T's. And let's talk about doing your business with that customer that has a, that has a, a, a pin a mile on. And they need you, black women, Latino women, veterans, multitudes of minorities in these spaces. Because we're only getting less than two, three percent of the contracts. Mm. We need to be getting 10, 15, 20 percent of the contracts, and they're there. And what I'm seeing in government is like, coach, can you get more businesses here? We need more of your clients to come to the room. We have all these awards to give out. You're not getting enough. We need more businesses in the room. Okay. Right? So it's just a matter of getting in position. We have four pillars, right? We plan, we strategize, we get your credentials, and we position you. If we do those things and get in position to work with the customer the same way you're working with customers now, well, you're in business with a customer with a bigger checkbook that you can ultimately grow and scale. You know your pricing. Yeah. You know your profit and loss statements, right? What's your cash burn? Shout out to Silicon Valley Bank for running up their cash burn, right? <laughs> so you know these things, but oh, hold on. Get your financial advisor and get your tax strategist to make sure your P&Ls are right. You understand what your pricing should be, mm -hmm. right? So when you're pricing your services to the government, you know which agency pays according to your pricing. Gotcha. Okay, we so don't hear that a lot on social, right? We don't hear so that a lot because we only hear we other things. I need to become a client of yours and we can get some, we get some stuff rolling, huh? I know, right? So, okay. So how does the process and are there... um requirements or qualifications what are the process and i would probably say what are the terms conditions or the timeline when it comes to the process so first things first mm -hmm. you are on this side of the table the government from the federal level to the state to the city the county the county. parish mm -hmm. they're over here they're working and they have opportunities left and right but you're over here so you can't play ball until you sign up with them you have to be a vendor, basically. Okay. okay, so let's go ahead and get you registered on the federal level. Let's get you registered in your state, whatever state you're in. Mm -hmm. And then more often than not, the city you're in has some type of a registration, a vendor registration. Every county is different. One thing with government, I'll say they don't always talk to each other. Somewhat archaic. It is what it is. So be prepared for paperwork. But I look at paperwork as my bank card. I want to go withdraw money from that account, that agency, that city, that municipality, whatever. There's a lot of opportunities here for my business. What's holding me back? Paperwork. Okay, let's get the paperwork out of the way. I'm registering everywhere I can. Well, you don't need certifications, coach, to get contracts. Yeah, that's true. But that's a small part. If I told you there were millions and even billions of dollars over here, but if you have an LOC set up and they don't know that it's a black woman that owns it, well, who do they think owns it? 
Yeah. Potentially a European Caucasian male because they don't have to certify. But if they're set aside over here that says, hey, we're going to give a certain percentage to MBEs, what they're called minority business enterprises. If there's all those opportunities there for me, well, why not do the paperwork? Why are we shying away from, again, paperwork? And it is an accountability system in that paperwork because it does make you pull your tax returns or file certain affidavits if you don't have it. So again, it's just paperwork. We are of such excellence. Paperwork should be an issue. So let's get all the paperwork. No, yeah, shouldn't be. <laughs> all the paperwork's out of the way. So now I'm able to attend Chamber of Commerce meetings, mm. procurement meetings, um, these various, these are, the, these are the masterminds you should be going to, right? You still go to the others, but these you should definitely be going to. And you sit back in the room and you listen to where are the needs in my state, in my city, in my region. They do projected meetings. They have projections all the time. We, we look at stocks all the time, don't we? Yeah. Look at earnings, projected earnings, right? Uh, earnings calls, et cetera, et cetera. The same thing happens in government. The same thing happens. So you see where the needs are and you converse with those project managers. You find out which agency works best with what you offer. And now we start the dialogue. Now we go from the big meeting to the small meeting. Hey, I need to set up a meeting at your office. Let's have a conversation about what I heard or I see that you have a need for. Oh, of course. Let's do a Microsoft Teams. Let's do a face-to-face. -face. And now we're building rapport through the relationships that we initiated, through the systems that we're logged into. And now they say, hey, we've got a goal here. We have to meet. Can you help us meet that goal? Yes, I can. Well, how about if there's a... It's, you know, shout out to our Caucasian cousins, but there's a Caucasian company, run, run company that's been getting this award over and over again. But there's a black woman that comes to the table and another woman that comes to the table. You can use what's called a rule of two. Say, hey, this particular company has been getting this award over and over again, but we've got two that can, we have capacity. We can fulfill that need. There we go. So now we're understanding the rules of engagement for that customer. And once you get the customer rule of engagement, the same thing from government works, the same thing for Fortune 500 companies. It's okay. not just government. It's contracting across the board. Okay, so then networking is important. Networking is pretty networking. much everything. Lifeblood. The lifeblood okay. of what you do. So yeah. what, about, um, what about government contracting outside of your state? How does that look like? Um, same way it does in your state. Okay. Right. I can go contract in Seattle just as fast as I can in Florida. Okay. Right. What is the credentials, criteria, recommendations? What's the rules of engagement for a Texas based LLC, for example, mm -hmm. uh, to do business in Louisiana? Do I have to set up as a vendor? Do I need to have a satellite office? Because most of the companies that we know may be in Delaware, but Apple does business everywhere. Yeah. I don't think they're filling out 50 people, but they may be. Right. So whatever it takes, it's all still paperwork. Nothing hard, nothing out of the way that we can't do, quite frankly. No, you just have to find out how that jurisdiction is allowing you to work in that jurisdiction. That's it. That's and not attend is a couple of forms of paperwork and that's it. Okay. So from a scale to a one to ten, you know, I think nothing comes easy, right? Everything has yeah. its um, process and ways. It is. Um, when it comes to the, I know that, um, there is such thing as a service and there's such thing as a product. Do you find that the individuals that have a product, um, is it easier for them than the individuals that are providing a service? That's a good question. I like that. Yeah, not really, though, right? Because you've got some lower thresholds. You've got micro purchases, for example. 
uh, or we call it card swipes. So it's anything under 20,000, 10,000, depending on the customer of the agency. They may need, I don't know, a pallet of water, right? Hurricane season's coming. So FEMA, whomever may need that. Uh, they may need counseling services. So it's the pricing and how the award is documented and how the mm -hmm. solicitation is being awarded. So you can go to the Bureau of Prisons and do who knows how many t-shirts and cans of beans and meat just as fast as you can being a motivational speaker. Because they do have contracts with motivational speakers too, by the way. So it doesn't really matter. It's just, do you have the capacity to feel the need for that opportunity? Yeah. And the dollar amount often has a certain criteria to it. So Explain sometimes that. if I get it, so if I get a, let's just say Christopher is a procurement officer, right? And he has authority to approve anything $100,000 and under. Well, if it goes over 100, he's got to go get approval from his team, his board, their board. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. So I want to run up anything under 100. Yeah. Hi, right, Chris. And you see everything you got that I can do or that I can joint venture with the firm to do, mm -hmm. right? Or I can hire on more teams or I can go acquire a business to do and put that on, under my umbrella. And I'll just do that all day long because I want to get to know Chris's company more. I want to learn that agency better. So let me get the low hanging fruit first and then start to scale up if I need to. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. So what is your business? What do you do? Right. Mm -hmm. So the higher you go and as far as each proposal, each procurement opportunity has its own criteria. But there is levels to it. There's micro purchases. There's a simplified acquisition threshold, which is sometimes $250,000 or less. It's simplified acquisition. They try to make it simple to acquire that service or, or those goods, right? And then sometimes anything over that does take a different uh, level of scrutiny for the most part. Okay. Now, right. what are the time frames when it comes to a contract? Uh, I would, I like the question, but what I tell the audience and tell clients even, don't think of time. Okay. Great question, because some people will say how fast or how this, how that. I've gotten contracts in a matter of a week. I've got a phone call. Hey, I need this. Can you get it done? Uh, what do you need it by? In a day. Mm -hmm. like I had to call all hands on deck for my home staff. I was like, Kendra, listen, we, we got to get this proposal in by five. Like five when? Five today. And it's 10 o'clock right now. And like, okay, we call everybody in. Here, knock it out. So what I tell people to do is this. Let's tweak it a little bit. Let's get you prepared. If you remember, our, our fourth principle was positioning. Mm -hmm. Let me get you positioned first so you don't have to get ready because you are ready. Yeah. Okay. You're running your business anyway. Let me get your capacity up to par. Let's get the money together. Let's get everything else ready. And let's start to sniper the opportunities that I see that I want. I'm still now, working. Wait. I'm doing my thing. But yeah. But, okay, so you said let's get your company. So my company could be, uh, let's just say my firm, there's, there's five or six of us. Now, let's just say I have a contract. Um, um, they're contracting with, with the firm. So then how does, how does the government feel about third parties, meeting other people? They have a contract with you, but you have other people working on your behalf. Well, the... Government wants to make sure that your company is yeah. doing at least 50% of the contract. Okay. You don't want to run a, a, a gamut of a pass through. Okay. Okay. It's yes. very illegal, meaning that Abby gets it, but gives it to Chris. Pass through. Yeah. Mm, 
okay, <laughs> because you got awarded the contract. Not so yet. far, I think the far is 52.219. And I'm going to post something probably tomorrow or the next day. But they just tighten those regulations a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a lot going on. You've got larger prime companies that try to bring in an 8A or a woman-owned small business or veteran so they can get more business. And what they'll do sometimes underhandedly is kind of pay that business. Hey, let me, mm, let and me then we'll you. get the work. Let me use you, right? So we have to understand that. And sometimes even in the social media landscape, oh, I'm going to do, I'm going to just do, get on my little laptop here. And I'm going to just get a contract and you do it. <laughs> Depending on the scope of the agreement, we have to be careful with either being illegal or you're not being in compliance with the FAR. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're awarding your business that contract for a reason. So be careful with the hype game. Sometimes you can pull it off, but if they're hiring your firm, what you want to do is like any other company would do. You get a larger award, you're going to hire people on your staff. You just increase capacity like that. That's fine. You can bring in another team if you want to Mm -hmm. and bring them on your charter, right? There's teaming agreements. There's joint venture agreements. The government has templates for those. Oh, yeah. They got templates for those. So there's ways to do it, but to try to finesse the system, Again, when you're sitting in rooms, fortunately, that I'm in and you see, they'll bring up YouTube videos and laugh at it. Yeah, because they're like, I can't believe they're talking about this. I hope nobody falls for this stuff. (laughs) And you've got, yeah, there's just a lot with that. So that's why I go to what is the business doing? And if you need to scale up, they like that, actually, because they want to see small businesses go from a certain revenue threshold. Let's get you to a million. Let's get you to five to 10 to 20. And then ultimately, depending on your next code, your small business status may change overnight. Say you're in real estate and your next code threshold is $20 million. Mm-hmm. If you're at $20 million and a dollar, you're not small anymore. You're a yeah. medium-sized business. Mm-hmm. So they're looking for that to happen, quite frankly, because it grows the economy. Yeah. So what what would, what would it take to, for someone to like... Okay, they have a, a business. They feel like they're ready to take on, you know, get into some procurements. Uh, what does it take for somebody to work with you? And what does that look like? Somebody like yourself. So bankready.ai, you, uh, go to the website, brand new website. Thank God. Uh, we got, it took us a while to get things going. Um, and AI is on purpose. But to work with us, um, just make sure you're teachable and coachable. That's one of the initial premises. I'm like, just make sure you are okay with following the process. I've been doing this for almost 18 years now. My team combined experience, about 200 and some years of experience. Uh, we've got industry at, at our beck and call, if you will. I'm being advised by a lot of people in government, in private sector, et cetera. So I understand what it takes to get you as a business to where you want to go. We are the bridge. Uh, the Small Business Administration called us a breath of fresh air. Right. This is their procurement division. So shout out to that. Um, go to bankready.ai and it says get started. When you click that, there's a form to fill out. The way you answer all those questions will tell me how, if and how we work with you. If you just need certifications and things of that nature, we can do that. If you just need coaching, we can do that. Uh, we have an accelerator program that actually takes you from A to Z, either six months or a year, to where we really groom you for that space. So okay. we have pretty much everything necessary, but answering that form does everything. You know, if you want to get a consultation, we go one-on-one to kind of figure some things out. Cool. But that's the best way to come on into the Bank Credit family. 
So if there was four steps, right, um, to actually, because you said there's levels to this, right? So if 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 there were if there was four steps, um, like step one, step two, step three, or step four, what would those steps be to um to get started? Number one, I would say sit down mm-hmm. and go to two different sets of meetings first before you do anything. Okay. Go to your local chamber of commerce, okay and start attending those meetings and see how commerce is done locally in your city. Then I will start attending your SBA meetings, get all the emails and the webinars and start attending those meetings because the small business administration touches everything, Mm everything. They'll show you the procurements, you'll get the free and it's all free Just sit down and just watch. And right. And then at at the end of that watching and and learning, go ahead and set up an appointment with one of the representatives, right? Because they have what's called an apex accelerator, which they used to call the PTAC. Uh, and it's a lot of the fundamental data. Uh, PTAC stands for Professional Technical Assistance Centers. So those are guys that are that'll help you. Again, the SBA pays for it, but those are all free services. So that would be number one. Kind of get that minutia done. Understand the landscape from there, from that side of the board. And then if you say, you know what, I can take my business. I really want to get into this. I, I like what I'm seeing. Uh, number two would be to get with a firm like mine. So, so we can really take you behind the table is what we call it and really start coaching and consulting, strategizing, right? Because we have to make sure we win contracts, we work through contracts. Those guys don't necessarily do that per se, right? It's rare you'll find two in one. Uh, and we're boots on the ground. So we understand the struggle of the small business, but we understand what industry and government needs at the same time, okay. right? So that would be number two. I don't like using the word mindset, but it's the state of mind that you want to have of don't do this to pay your bills. Don't do this to run up a lake, to make a play or nothing like that. It's more or less 2.021 of, of let me make sure that I'm scaling this through and let me network with people who've been in this thing a little bit longer than me that maybe look like me, move like me in my area and, and start networking, start going to certain networking events. Department of Defense, right? Minority Supplier Councils, uh, the larger SBA events, go to the award ceremonies. Go to the award ceremonies at the end of the year and see mm-hmm. who they give awards to for what. And I would pay to book a consult with that person. Yeah. Not pick to bring over coffee, but hey, listen, congratulations on your award. Like, coach, I don't want to go sit by the award. They want it. No, you want to see what road that they travel to get there. Yeah. That'll give you the other side of it. That'll give you the industry side of it and the consulting side of it. One, two, three punch and now rinse and repeat. And the more you understand the rules of engagement in that space and how that all works, I still use score and SBA now, quite frankly. And those are free resources, right? So you learn how to use those things. You'll be scrolling less, Mm -hmm. honestly, and you'll be getting it from industry experts because SBA wants to see you succeed. They want to point you in the right direction. And that's, quite frankly, all you kind of need to do out the gate right there. It'll take you down the path you need. Awesome. You said you said earlier that GSA control Sam's.com, right? So then they would need to complete whatever uh, documents that they need to complete at Sam's before getting into GSA, right? Okay. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's really... One step to the other, because once you're registered, mm-hmm. um, once you're registered and you've got all the documents ready, 
I never want a client or anyone to say, you know, there's an opportunity over here. I'm not prepared. I'm not ready for it. Because these solicitations can hit the ground or they hit the street is what it's called in a minute. And now you got to go run and get the paperwork done. That takes time, 30, 45, 60, 90 days sometimes. So let it take six months. Let it take a year. I don't care. Get it all done first. Get all that minutia done so you can have less stress and focus on the goal at hand. So, yeah. Yeah. With that being said, what would you say the timeline of the process? It's um to some start to finish as far as the certifications and credentialing mm-hmm. on average, six months on average, because okay. okay. life happens, life happens. Um, but on average and government is kind of slow when it comes to certain things. They are inundated too now because there's an influx in and a lot of this contracting talk and, and space, but um, you know, there are people too at the other end of this thing. So you gotta be careful, you know, dealing with people. So give us some time. Um, often, often, there's chambers of commerce that you can join the chamber and they have a memorandum. This is a gym for sure. Some chambers of commerce have memorandums with the state that they can expedite your certifications. They can expedite your paperwork because the chambers are meant for that. So I would find a chamber and join one uh, right here in Houston, the Tri-County Black Chamber of Commerce. Uh, shout out to them. They have a memorandum with the state of Texas. They can expedite certifications in a matter of 30 days that could normally wow. take you six months. Six months. Wow. Yeah, they can procure. They they have their own procurement system to where now their goal is we need to take care of our chamber of commerce clients yeah. first, wow. so they know you very well. I get emails all the time from them faster than I do agencies. And once you get to know them, their goal is to bring commerce to the local area. So, oh yeah, those are those are the those are the relationships you want to have for sure, for sure. But that's the don't on, on average. That's how long it should take. I know everyone's probably thinking about this, but. Um how how small and how much of a contract um, when it comes to um, um, possibilities? I know people that are in cyber that are getting 50 million, almost right at a billion dollars in contracts, construction, same way. I know a lady in culinary, she's making $50,000 a month as a wow. chef. As a chef. Yeah, yeah, yeah as a chef. Um, I know some folks doing six figures a month in just apparel and canned goods to the prison systems. Um, this, this, yeah, there's so much that you can talk about. And then, again, this is government. We haven't even talked about the private side yet. Wow. Um, the same work you can do for the VA, you can do for GlaxoSmithKline. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called being a diverse supplier, right? Mm-hmm. So the Minority Supplier Development Council their main website there's partners a list goes a mile long so the same work you do there uh, multiple firms need accounting they need tax strategies right then they want more diverse suppliers to come in and work with them right they want to increase their diverse supplier base a good uh sorrow of mine she's actually speaking at the bmw supplier event in a, a month from now I'm filling out my supplier application now to do professional services on our end. So that's, that's just an insane amount. What I was focused on, not really the dollar figure of the contract, but it would be what is the opportunity look like for me and what does my year plan look like, my three-year, my five-year? Okay. What does that look like for me and which agency spends the most in my category? Mm-hmm. We show you how to look at that data. Before you do anything, once you did those three steps, the next step technically is market research. 
what does the market say I can do? Okay. Now, this can step on some toes now because some people are like, well, I know what the market. No, no. Get out your feelings and let the data tell you, right? Yeah. Take it like dating, right? Mm -hmm. You may like him or her. Boy, she's fine. Boy, he's something else. But do they want you the same way? And then how do you date in court? Do you speak their love language? Mm -hmm. That's, not that's a how this whole thing works. You need courtship, right, coach? Yeah, that's good. It, it is, yeah. And if you think it's of it that courtship. way, yes. Yeah. It is a courtship. It is yeah, a courtship. It is. <laughs> it's very courtship. Yeah, so how do you court the, that customer? You know, how how is that working? How do you court that customer? How? Okay. They'll tell you. Yeah, and, it, and they'll court you because... Flip it around. You may have whatever business you have. Um, one one person, I won't say who it was, they made a comment. Uh, they wanted a, I think a 20 page business plan. This has come from PTAC. So they did the business plan, had analysis of the, the whole bit. He's moving on the process and the, and the procurement officer, like Chris, right across the desk, I need a one pager. One page what? Not a capability statement, I need a one page business plan. He got, he's all like irritated. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. You're staring down the barrel of a $20 million contract and you whining about a business plan, a one pager? Well, you told me right there. It's not what you think you want to give them. It's what they want, what, you it's what they need. You gotta get it, exactly. <laughs> so entrepreneurship and business owners, we gotta pivot, like real quick. They won't ask you for what they won't need. Yeah. And I'll be honest, this is some free game. Sometimes when they ask you for something, they're testing you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're 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 testing you to see one how flexible you are. Can you provide what I need when I need it? Right. Uh, um, um, and then let's see how condensed is this. Uh, did you write that business plan yourself? Because if you can pull a one page on your own, but do you got to go to Fiverr and get somebody else to do it? I mean, again, they they're funny with things because if they're going if they're about to drop a check on you. An opportunity on you, they have they're risk averse. Mm -hmm. So we understand that how this the game works. Oh man, it's about getting the opportunity and letting about it take care of you. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. That's it. That's it. Um, said, what is private sector and government contract? Okay, so you've got the government, and mm -hmm. that's everything from school systems, elementary, middle, high school, college. That's government. Um, ports, government, obviously military, all those things, government. Private sector is everything that you guys talk about in the stock market. Okay. Russell 2000 companies, NASDAQ companies, all those Fortune 500, 100 companies, you can contract with those companies. You know, shout out to all my truckers out there. That's who y'all should be looking at, right? Now, mm -hmm. I work, I do contracts with the port, but I've got a list of my long of all the freight providers that come into the port. Well, so yeah. that's who you want to get to know. Yeah. Right. So private sector basically just your your publicly traded companies, quite frankly. I have a client of mine that um, she provide um, hurricane supplies um, um, for the government. And our hurricane season usually start in June and June. And she's usually working a year ahead of hurricane season. And they she said they'll give her a whole list of what she'll need to do to prepare for hurricane season. And she does also, um, um, she's contract with them to also do like school supplies. So then she like, 
like a year ahead so then that they that they'll be prepared for school supplies so they'll be prepared for hurricane season um in florida so yeah yeah i would tell people to go go apply to uh, fema.gov and get certified with fema yeah. um the uh, HUD just dropped a $3.1 billion grant for the homeless housing. So there's always opportunities going on. But what I want us to realize, too, is this is all very cyclical. The 2024 government spend, the budget came out in May. So that PowerPoint, I don't release it, but I mean, my clients have it. But that that whole government spend, discretionary spend, blah, 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 where they're spending, who's spending what. Oh, yeah, we've got it now. So we're in Q4. So we got our foot on the gas to close the year out, right? So now it's time to let's start answering the restrictions get a touch looser a little bit. But okay. September 30th is cut off for the year. October 1st. OK, new year. So now we go into the new year phase of mm -hmm. hitting the ground then. Right. Yeah. October, November, eh, December. We take off a little bit, come back in January. But if we understand the cycle of it all, you start planning for next year now. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So then if you are yeah. interested in this. Um, and you want to start next year, now is the time for you to start. Now, um, Coach, what is your website again? Yeah, bankready.ai. Bankready.ai. I got y'all. I got y'all. Oh, thank you. Can I say one little thing before we shut it down? Yeah. I want people to understand what Bankready really means real quick. Bankready is twofold, right? Some people think it's only money, only finances, because we talk about the bank a lot. But it's also being bankable for the marketplace. Right. So being bank ready, I want you to be able to be bankable. Does the marketplace want you and can you cast a check doing what you do? So that wow. structure and capacity and building capacity for your business, we have to make sure that what you do now can bridge over into those different spaces. So and also be able to take that business plan, those projections and do like a client of ours did. And she's a startup, but she got a three hundred fifty thousand dollar seven A loan. Black woman owned business right here in Houston, total startup. But she was ready across the board. So her business plan and her numbers told the bank, oh, I, I can service this debt. And my business model is is you know very low on, on the risk table. Even though I'm a startup, this is what we can do and this is why. So that in and of itself is bank ready. And once you have that, it takes away the issue of uh, lack of capacity of funding or lack of uh, access to capital. There's no lack of access to capital. Let's get that out of the way. That is not the issue at all. It's our lack of ability to go out and get the capital because we don't know the underwriting criteria. The Once we learn that part of it, yeah, we're good. Yeah, we're good. So I don't what, want to explain. What homework was you? What homework would you have for the cousins? Cousins, cousins, cousins. Mm -hmm. um, take a deep breath. Go to my IG and watch the different lives that I put up. Right. Go to my YouTube, watch those lives. Go to your local SBA, watch their YouTubes. SBA, go there. Um, comb through, obviously, GSA first. Go through GSA first okay. and just see how broad this thing is, you know? Um, and, and put on your calendar this month, before the month is over, I'm going to go to a chamber event. I'm going to go to a local SBA event. Either online or in person, but I'm gonna go somewhere and I'm gonna sit down or a local procurement event. I'm gonna sit down and just watch what's going on here and just see what's actually really, really, really happening. And say to myself when this is over, oh, I can play ball in that part. Hey. You have to be a number one draft pick, but that would be the homework. I would say do that, go there 
and then let it take you down a rabbit hole. If you need some help, definitely tap in with us. We're a proven brand, but do that for yourself first. First. Stop planning for next year, you guys. Yes, indeed. Don't start in December with, with these goals they be doing in December. It drives me crazy. What is it? Any of your goals? New year goals? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Start now. Start now. I have a goal every week. Now. <laughs> yes, awesome. Yes, awesome. Yes, indeed. Awesome. Yes, indeed. Coach, thank you so much. Chris, you have any any um anything else for coach? No, I was just writing some notes. I was just writing some notes. Look, just... I'm over here on my phone for notes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So look, so, you know, we look, we learning too, right? We're we're learning too. Okay, what do I need to do? Hey. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's not a, I don't know, man. I, I want to really leave him with something to where people think this thing is hard or it's okay. like, oh, I can't do that because of whatever. No, I mean, if you got a landscaping business, you can do landscaping for the cities. Yeah. Um, the, the Actually, the guy that does my lawn, my lawn, good guy does my lawn. I started talking to him, you know, and he's looking to acquisition, actually acquisition another lawn care service, put it under his umbrella. And we're getting him set up with the city. He's doing it already. You know, uh, property managers, um, uh, HVACs. I mean, you can go out and actually, and here's the funny part. People are like, well, I don't know what to do. Why don't you go buy a business? You can buy an existing business owner finance, almost pennies out of, the, out of, out of your own pocket. You can buy an uh, HVAC business. Yeah. It's hot in here, Houston, on the south. Right. Oh, it's yeah. yeah. So you can buy an HVAC business and go to these same meetings. You're the CEO of the company you just bought, but you still have owners. You still have workers and staff. They don't want to lose their job, but the owner wants to retire. Well, go ahead and learn from that owner before he leaves. Let him stay on as an advisor. You look at the numbers to make sure he can handle the payroll, right? Okay, let's go get this HVAC contract that the city has, that the county has, that so-and-so has, blah, 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 blah. And you learn those rules. You're like, you know what? Let me go get this company. Let me go buy this company. Let me, y'all, it's 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 endless what we can do. Endless. And we kind of bark about reparations. But if you realize that reparations could be built into the fabric of what we're doing. <laughs> that is very true. I actually know somebody that, um, that does work for the government as a um, um, government contract. And he's a translator. <laughs> he translates awesome. French and Creole to English. So he's a translator. Yeah, he translates for the government. So, yes, guys. I mean, if you're good at something, why not? Yeah. Everybody been I'll asking if that be a passive income. Here's one. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. For 2024, yeah. here is a way that you can make some passive income. Because this recession, when it goes, <laughs> it's getting hard out here. Come on. We can't. We all can't be like Christopher, right, Chris? No, we can make it happen. I'm over here making it happen, so I'm I'm excited. So I, I'm which excited I, I too. Real quick, um, you said yeah. it's your sore, so you're in a fraternity, right? Come on, all right, let's see. So oh we, 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 Lord! <laughs> yeah, so there's something yeah. we got to get together on. So um, yeah, right. I'm doing some things right. for the divine. I'm doing some things for the divine nine. So so we we got to connect on that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna make it happen. Yeah, thank you, thank yeah. you. Yeah, that's, that's, that's so much we can do, man. I mean, my daughter's uh, Aaron because we got five girls. So Aaron's twenty-one, I think. You have five she girls. Just yeah, so pray for me. Yeah. God yeah. bless your heart. Even the even the dog's a girl, but anyway, uh, she got all the attitude too. But Aaron <laughs> just graduated college. She does <laughs> sign language interpretation. Oh. So you you know what? So you know what Daddy did? Went online and see what right. city of Houston had needs a, a sign language interpreter. So I'm like, all right, baby girl. Go go take the LLC that you got. 
and let's get you some work history going. I want you to contact this person here on this solicitation. You may not be able to get this one, but I need them to know who you are and what you're doing because they're yeah. always going to need it again. So she'll have a contract probably within the next year. You know, Yay. so. This was good. I appreciate this you. This was very good. Thank you so much, Coach. You, I learned a lot. I know I will definitely Thank be reaching out to you in the back end. I hope you guys learned a lot too. And I hope you guys will be reaching out to um, Coach. You guys can find him at Coach Gene Austin on his IG, or you can literally reach out to him at bankready.ai. Coach, thank you so much. Thank you, thank, thank you, you, thank you um, for empowering um, us with your presence and for providing some gems. Absolutely. Let's do it. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you guys for coming into Redline again. We will we will continue this journey of building the foundation of a business. Listen, everybody out here can make money. Um, if you actually went to my IG, I posted something that was really, really important where the money is out there for us to make. But once we do make that money, you do need to learn other aspects. And this is why Chris and I are here to help you learn these aspects. When you do make those money, you do need a financial advisor. You do need an accountant. You do need to know how to have a relationship with money and how to manage it. So thank you again for showing up. I'm Abby, your tax strategist. I'm Christopher Bush, your financial advisor. I'm Coach Austin, your bank ready advisor. Come on, and let's do it. Thank you again for showing up for another red line. You guys have a good Wednesday. Bye. Bye. <laughs>